630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you today? Man, listen to Thomas Dias in the news. There could be some thunderstorms out uh, west of Edmonton, including in my old homestead around Evansburg. Be smart if you're out there and you see the storms coming in. Of course, if you uh, need to pass on notice of any inclement weather, letting the uh, next people in the band know what might be coming with the storms. Give us a call or text us at 780-496-0063. That, of course, is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Big night for the Edmonton Oil Kings playing in Seattle for Game 4 of the Best of 7 WHL Championship Series and the Oil Kings getting it done last night, a 4-0 victory over Seattle, so they can take a stranglehold on the series tonight, coming home for the rest of the series. As you've probably heard, because of arena availability issues in Seattle, games 5, 6, and 7, 6 and 7 if necessary, will all be at Rogers' place. If the Oil Kings do win tonight, they'll have a chance to win the championship on home ice Saturday at 7, oilkings.ca to look into that if you want to grab your tickets. Also on Saturday, we got the Edmonton Elks starting their season, first 18-game season uh, in the CFL since 2019. Of course, they didn't have a season in 2020, cut it down to 14 games last year. The Elks, as I'm sure you painfully recall, only won three times. So Saturday, 6.30 for the countdown to kick off. The game is at 8, Elks at Lions, and we'll have Elks receiver Manny Arsenault on the show a little bit later on. Oh, and Andrew Peard, the play-by-place of the uh, Oil Kings on oilkings.ca, is going to check in to tee up the game as well. There's plenty of Oilers storylines to talk about. The uh, exit interviews continue with the players. Uh, some guys went today. Other guys will have their exit interviews tomorrow. Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the team, and Ken Holland, the president of hockey operations and general manager, both took questions from the media today. Of course, I was there. We'll get to this uh, more of the uh, some of the more significant pieces of audio as we move along tonight. But I'll tell you what, everybody. As, as you know, sometimes we like to uh, have a little bit of fun and tie it into our sports coverage on this program. And I'm always happy to hear from you, especially the more uh, the creative of you out there. So I have an assignment for you tonight. Should you choose to accept it, this show will self-destruct at 8 o'clock. I can't, does, does anybody get that reference anymore, Kellen? Does anybody know what Mission Impossible is? I, I guess they're the Tom Cruise movies, but it's usually right. does, like his sell his sunglasses. He always gets the, he always gets the message because I think on the old TV show, it was always a tape, wasn't it? And I think on one, there was like a, a record player in the Tom Cruise movies. Didn't he have one where it was sunglasses? Well, he and played in his sunglasses and then he threw the glasses off and they exploded in midair. And, and the old Inspector Gadget cartoons used to rip it off too. the same deal. So it's one or the other, right? So <laughs> as usual, you take the conversation down a totally unexpected path, Kellen Kennedy. I, Inspector Gadget was after my time as a child, but probably more in your wheel. Was that right in my wheelhouse? The, yep. Was that the guy with all the the extended legs? Yeah. and His whole body was a gadget. Yep, exactly. This is basically he was uh, a walking kitchen utensil. That's Android robot dude that solved okay, crime. So your assignment to my fourteen loyal listeners of Inside Sports: choose should you choose to accept it, we're going to have a little bit of fun, but tied into uh, Oilers stuff. Exit interviews. 
Now, these are basically, I, I think they're a little bit of goal setting, a little bit how do you feel. I, I'm sure it varies on the age of the player, the experience of the player. Uh, I'm going to ask Kelly Rudy later on tonight about what exit interviews were like throughout his playing career. So I want you to pretend you are holding the exit interview with an Oilers player of your choice or a couple guys. What do you say to that player? I'll give you I'll give you 30 seconds to a minute. I, I'm curious to hear how you would phrase this professionally. What what would you emphasize in an exit interview with an Oilers player or two? You, be concise. Don't be rude. Not, nothing rude, nothing insulting. Yeah, you can be cheeky if you want. I mean, sometimes we're a little cheeky on this show, but I, I'm curious to hear. Let, let's put it that way, as as opposed to just me saying, oh, call in and tell me what you think about the season. If you were holding an exit exit interview with an Oilers player, you can pick the player. What would you say to that player? It, you know, be concise. Thirty seconds to a minute. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This is one of those things I throw out there. Sometimes no one calls. Sometimes people are like, "Reed, you are too weird for your own good. Go back to living under the bridge you crawled out from." Other times uh, we get some interesting people calling in. So uh, we'll see as we move along tonight. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. So. Many questions for the Edmonton Oilers. I think some of them have uh, a, a more likely answer, more likely resolution, perhaps a resolution in the very near future. Some of them might uh, be larger question marks that may not be resolved in a way that will help the Oilers next season. And we'll touch on some of those major storylines as we go along. Now, first of all, the Oilers have a, an interim head coach. Uh, Jay Woodcroft and uh, Ken Holland, the GM of the team, was asked about Woodcroft's future. Uh, I just told Jay this morning that uh, you know I got to get again. I got to get through the next couple of days, and he and I'd sit down uh, early next week, Monday or Tuesday. And uh, I think he did a fabulous job. Um, obviously, when he took over, you know, Dave, Dave Manson came up with him. Um, you know, and, and I told the coaches yesterday. I also thought the coaches that were here, you know, they they had a loyalty to Dave Tippett, he had hired them, and that they found real good chemistry amongst, you know, the, the coaching staff that stayed back along when, when Woody came up, and that, I think we were at six or seven points out of a playoff spot, and would we play the last 40 games, I think top five in the league in points to play our way, to play our way into the playoff spot, so I thought Woody did a fabulous job, the team responded to him, um, and I told him that he and I'd meet on uh, early next week, Monday or Tuesday, and uh, have a discussion but would I like him back yes I, I am interested in him coming back I want to hear what what he's thinking but I think he did a great job and and uh, was a big part of um, what we accomplished so it, it would not surprise me if before the end of the ne- uh, end of next week on Inside Sports we're having a show focusing on Jay Woodcroft signing probably a three-year deal to coach the Edmonton Oilers I, I Holland says I'd like to have him back I Woodcroft is he's he's been with the organization for seven years had a had an excellent record in the regular season. Took the team into the Western Final. Hard to see that the hard to imagine that there would be a coaching change. Uh, Woodcroft was asked about the most important thing he accomplished since taking over in February. That's a good question. Um, I can tell you what I tried to do. I, I you know I think it's. Uh, the job of the head coach to define what's most important, um, to provide a sense of true north, and that's 
that's what I tried to do. Um, sense of hope at that time when when the team was um, out of the playoff picture. Uh, so try to provide a sense of hope and a spirit of optimism. All right, a little bit there from Jay Woodcroft about the impact he thinks he uh, had on the team. They, they were a different team. Uh, they were a little more organized. They were a little better at taking a punch than they were late in Dave Tippett's tenure. I, I think Dave Tippett had, not to rehash the past, I think he had two and a third seasons that were pretty good as uh, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Unfortunately, didn't end great for him. And uh, I think Woody gave the team a little bit of a boost in the right in the right direction. Well, a couple of people are ready to tackle the assignment. 780-496-0063. Pick an oiler. If you were conducting the exit interview with that player, what would you what would be your message for that player to take into the summer? Again, don't be mean, but if you, you can try to be a little humorous if you want. Ron from Red Deer, who is the best uh voted the best uh, skip the dishes driver in central Alberta recently. Uh he's gonna take a stab at this. Ron, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks, Reed. I've done over fifteen thousand deliveries. Good. So I got a question. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the name Tom Cruise. Did you see Top Gun number two? You're not doing the assignment I asked you to call on. Oh, oh, oh follow me, Reed. Follow me. I have okay. I have not seen the new Top Gun movie. No. Okay. Now you know you've seen the first one though, right? A long time ago. Yes. Yes, and it and it says how they lost the art of fighting, and so they created the Top Gun, and that's the movie. So this. Now, this is where I'm going. Um, with an exit interview, I'd be saying to Yessie Paul Harvey, hit the body. Now, here's my question. Um, we have specialty coaches for almost every category. I would love to see a hitting coach come on to the scene. Who would you pick from the past or the present to be a uh, uh, slam the body into the board coach. Dave Manson. He's on the coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> or Brian Marchman, maybe. Oh, yes, Brian Marchman. Okay, that's all, Reed. Thanks. Okay, well, there's another off-topic topic you could do. Look, as you guys know, I have followed and covered hockey all my life. I have never heard of a team having a body-checking coach. If somebody out there has or has been one, uh, let us know. 780-496-0063. Harry has uh, got an exit interview lined up. Harry, who are you talking to and what are you saying? Uh, Reed, we're going to talk to Darnell Nurse. So, to Darnell down say, Darnell, good season. Uh, you played like a true warrior with a torn hip flexor. You covered that well and you really logged a lot of minutes. My assignment for you for the summer, several fold. I want you to put on about 10 pounds of muscle. I want you to use that muscle next year to make sure that nobody gets in front of that net. I want you to reach out to some of the resources we have. Reach out to Chris Pronger. I want you to get a mean streak, and he's the best authority on it. And then I want you to have a little bit more attention to detail in your game. Keep it simple. And the last bit of advice, I want you to develop a lethal slap shot that hits the net nine times out of ten. You have Harry, it all you, put some, you put some thought into that, Harry. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I was all writing right. notes down. I mean, it's just it's stuff you see over the course of the, uh, and it's not just one player, right, Reed? I wanted to call in earlier, but, you know, the guys are injured and there's a lot of stuff going on, but this team has so much potential, but there's just little I's that need to be dotted and some T's that yeah. need to be crossed. Yeah, and Colorado was already there. 
Colorado, yep. Colorado got there, right? Yeah, you know, a more detailed team, absolutely. And they had some pretty significant injuries as well. Don't forget. I don't think I don't think the injuries are an excuse for the Oilers. I think they factored into it, but Colorado battled through a lot as well. Harry, thanks for listening, man. All right, that was Harry, 7804960063. Uh Ron brought up Yessi Pooley Woodcroft and Holland were asked about uh that gentleman. I'll get to those clips. And uh good pretty good start, I think, for something I didn't know how it was gonna go. Uh so if you have a player and your message for him in the exit interview, share it tonight. And again, I, I, Kellen, have you ever heard of a body checking coach in hockey? I have not. I, they, the teams have skating coaches. I, uh, I've never heard of a coach purely dedicated to hitting or body checking or just now, focusing specifically on that. That's, my, my, that is my, an interesting one. My quick question about that would be the NHL is not like the CFL where there's a coaching cap, right? You can have as many coaches as you want for different oh, things yeah, yeah. in the NHL? Yeah, for sure. Okay, there okay. we go. All right, uh, we'll take a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Chet. All right, a couple of folks on hold. Going to get to you in a minute here. I want to get us to as many of these significant clips from Woodcroft and Holland as possible over the course of the show as well. Yes, he pulled the RV. A lot of discussion about him throughout the season. I remember I did a show, oh, I don't know, February, March, that was uh, probably did the first hour on Pugliarvi. I kind of gave some extensive thoughts on him. Uh, to me, he's a, a frustrating player at times. I, I think he really lost some confidence as the season went on. Uh, we saw some instances where he took some shorter shifts and didn't make some very confident plays. We also saw some games where he really was uh, mucking it up and scored some important goals. He did wind up with 14 goals and 36 points in 65 games played. Woodcroft was asked, is there more offense in the Bison King? Well, I think if you looked at his point totals on this season, he set a career high, not in goals, but in point totals. He's a young hockey player. Um, You know, I think for him, he is not dissimilar than... Ryan McLeod, Evan Bouchard, Stuart Skinner, um, some of our young guys, Dylan Holloway, some of our young players, that's where the growth on this team is going to come from. Uh, And they got some really good experience during our playoff run to aid that growth. Um, But we have a, a strong belief in the next wave of young players coming through our organization, and Jesse's one of them. All right. Restricted free agent, uh, we'll see what offer he gets, if he's going to be back, all that kind of stuff. Certainty Hotline has Dawson for his exit interview with a select Oilers player. Dawson, go ahead. I would uh, talk to Jesse Poirvi. I just want to, like, how you say he lost his confidence. I think, like, Mark Spector and all, like, the Edmonton media kind of, like, dehorned him. And then if you look at when he was on his game, he would play very well. And uh, I don't kind of get better thicker skin and uh learn how to shoot the puck more uh, i think jesse you know he's a very a fan favorite for sure and i think that bison king if he learns how to maybe use his body more often and and not just in hitting as wise as you know getting the right places and uh, box people out you know look at yamamoto five foot eight you know if he would play like even a little bit of a tense of a yamamoto i think he'd be one of the top players in the nhl I mean, top 30, he was top 30 in, 
in in the in the NHLPA about uh, two way forward. I mean, you can't you can't say enough. I mean, he was a top like uh, top three pick in the 2016 draft. If uh, you know, maybe we're looking at him more of as uh, hopefully he was a sniper, and now he's became a uh, like one of the top 30 NHL two way forwards. Yeah, I just think for me, Dawson, don't hang up yet. I I think. And I, I don't know if you heard the show where we talked about him a lot a few a few weeks ago because I, I felt like when that night I talked about him, you know, the analytics community was pumping him up to be the next Patrice Bergeron and, and you know, some of the media guys were getting criticized for, for picking on him. I, I, like, I just want to see more polish in his game and more sort of thoroughness. You know, like, and I talked about this on that show, like he'd get to a guy but, but finish the hit. And I think that's kind of what you're saying. Like, Yamamoto gets in there, and he'll try to finish. Unfortunately, sometimes sheer physics works against him. But I, I, I do think, yes, he just got a little bit something. I think something got in his head, maybe as the season went on. Uh, if he turned out to be someone that could play even in the Oilers' top nine, that would be significant. Because we obviously don't know if Kane's coming back. And, I, I you know, Holloway is going to be a young player stepping in next year. For sure. For sure. I had a kind of moving into a top six role he's kind of the guy even like when we played him on the third line you can't play Harvey on the third line with like bottom six guys he needs like a guy and McDavid and all that they complement really well when those two were together I mean that's what Woodcroft and and uh and and the previous coaches would always go with those threes because they complement really well you know it was kind of a shadow in the instance, but he still had that killer instance. All right. Appreciate it, Dawson. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brian, who are you conducting your exit interview with? Uh, well, I would have to I would have to say Zach Cassian. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. <laughs> what are you yeah, saying? Yeah, so my parting my my uh parting comments for Zach for the year end would be uh Zach, you were you you were a first round draft pick? Um, you, you, you can light it up when you want to by, by, uh, hitting guys and you could, you've got good finish, but you disappear and you make, I think it's a three point three point two million dollar cap hit. I got to see more of a guy that can play physical and uh, run guys through the boards because that's your game when you play with emotion. Brian, good stuff. Thanks for calling. All right. Uh, your exit interview with an Oilers player. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Uh Kellen, see if anybody's written in if they have ever played on a team or knew of a team that had a body checking or hitting coach. Mm-hmm. We'll find out about that. And Kelly Rudy's coming up. It's inside sports on Chet. Six thirty Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on six thirty Chad.